It's the Perry and Shauna podcast on the real life journey with you, reminding you that you are Abba's beloved child and that Jesus has called you into his massive mission to heal the world. It is so good to be back. Now, I came back last week, Tuesday, and if you're wondering back from where, I uh, had some travels in the month of January. My husband and I left on January 3rd to Australia to visit our daughter and son-in-law, and we got to spend two weeks with them, which was awesome. It was my first time in Australia. If you've never been, highly recommend it. It was amazing. But we came back from that trip. Well, we're supposed to come back on the 17th, but you know how travel goes. We ended up back on the 18th. So it goes. And I'll tell you what, after two weeks, I felt great in Australia. But when we came back, I was feeling pretty crummy. I was, jet lag was looking weird for me and maybe it wasn't jet lag at all, but I had, I was fatigued. I had muscle aches. I, I felt head coldish. You know what I mean? I felt like, Ooh, not good. Just, just head weirdness and upside down crummy. So anyway, four days later I left for India. (laughs) So not a lot of time to recover. Right. It was almost, Hey, I'm starting to feel better. Well, off to India you Off go. Off to India I go. And here's the thing. We got to India, landed like 2.30 in the morning, got a few hours of sleep, but needed to be ready to go for the day at 8 o'clock. And we, they were told us we'd be back at the hotel around 5. We ended up going until 10.30 that day yeah. off of very little sleep. Day two, back at it, 8 o'clock in the morning, back to the hotel at 10.30. So two incredibly full days. Day three was just as full, but instead of going back to the hotel for a good night's sleep, we headed to the airport to fly out oh, to head back to the states at one twenty-five in the morning. Oh, yeah. So it was it was crazy. Now here's here's the thing that's crazy: as demanding as that schedule was, and as long as the days were, I never got tired. Hmm. I feel like it was the people praying for me. It was you. It was you guys praying for me through the time in India. I had this supernatural strength and this supernatural energy. It was amazing. Traveled 30 hours back to the States, get back at like 1030 at night on Saturday. And I'm telling you, I was feeling amazing. I felt great until Thursday. Mm. So it's five days later that I hit this level of tired. That's like, like I can't do life tired. (laughs) Not like I want to nap tired. Not like I'm sleepy tired, but like done. And here's how I knew this was the red flag for me. Okay, I love Toblerone. Do you know what Toblerone is? Yeah, it's chocolate. Yes, chocolate bar. It's, uh, I think it's Swiss, Swiss chocolate. It's just really creamy, milky chocolate with some little flecks of almond in there and some toffee in there. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite. Well, Perry got me a whole bunch. I think it was Perry got me a bunch of them. Maybe it was my person. I don't remember who got them for me. Anyway, I got a bunch of Toblerone bars for Christmas. So I've got these sitting around and usually... I just eat four chunks off of a bar, and that's considered a serving on the package, so I feel like four chunks and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Well, on Thursday, I was so tired. I ate a whole stinking Toblerone bar, and I was looking mm. for more. I was like, give me mm. another. You I had just, a snack it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a snack it For real, I had a snack it and I wanted more. I had, like, here's the thing. I had no self-control. I had no discipline whatsoever. Mm. I mean, it was a red flag for me because I thought, wow, now is not the time for me to be anywhere near anything that's tempting for me as far as like sinning is concerned. Because I have like all my defenses are down. Mm -hmm. I have no self-control right now whatsoever. And I don't think we usually give a whole lot of thought to how we're doing physically and how that's going to impact us spiritually. But we should. 
We seriously should. I remember listening to a podcast with Ian Crone. He's the author of Way Back to You. And he was talking about needing to talk to a mentor. And he was struggling with the decision that he had to make. And he just didn't know what to do. And he didn't have a lot of clarity. So he reaches out to his mentor and he's like, dude, I need some help. I don't know if Ian uses the word dude, but I do. So he was like, I need, I need some help with this decision I have to make. And his mentor asked him, how are you sleeping, Ian? Tell me about your diet. Are you, are you eating good right now? Have you been exercising regularly? What's your schedule like? And Ian's like, what does any of this have to do with what I'm asking you about? I need wisdom for my situation. But the mentor went on to explain just how we're doing physically and how, how important that is to how we make decisions. It really does matter. And if you look at scripture, I'm reminded of the story in First Kings where Elijah is exhausted. He was spent. He was done, just like I was done, like can't do life done. In fact, he sat down under a tree and he prayed that he might die. Mm. He said, I've had enough. I've had enough, Lord. Just take my life. And he laid down and he fell asleep. And at that time, the Lord sent an angel to minister to him. And the angel woke him up and told him to eat. Actually, the angel made him some fresh bread, warm bread, Yum. sitting there, <laughs> and some water. He gave him a jar of water and was like, you need not a snack accident, but you need a, <laughs> I don't know, what would you call a snack that's a solution to the problem? Nourishment. There you go. He's like, you just need some nourishment. So he gives him something to eat, gives him something to drink. He gets a full belly and he puts him back to sleep. The angel does. Like, take another nap. And then he wakes up and the angel gives him some more food and he gives him a good night's sleep. And then the Lord himself reveals himself to Elijah. When this man of God, this spiritual man who had done incredible things, was spent, God's response was to provide him with some really good sleep and some fresh baked bread. <laughs> so come on, come at me. It <laughs> matters. Like how we're doing physically matters. So just out of love for you, I want to ask you the question this morning how are you doing? How are you doing? Maybe the most important thing for you to do today spiritually, for you to be spiritually who you want to be, is just to take a good nap. If you know me well, you know that sports is really something I'm very passionate about. Yes. I used to do it for work for eight and a half years before I came to Moody, so it really was my life. And, you know, during the football season, <laughs> everyone knows what I'm going to be doing on Saturday and Sunday. That's watching football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does lo- Lauren like to watch football with you or do you? Uh, she'll sit there. She'll, gotcha. She's not necessarily near as invested as I am. Yep. In it. But uh, she she will enjoy football. Yes, yeah, so loves watching it in person. She's a Grand Valley State alum. So we usually try and get over to Grand Valley for a game of season there. And she really enjoys being there in person. And that's fun. That's fun that you enjoy it together. That's right. And, uh, you know, when Michigan won the national championship, it really provided great joy. Uh, (laughs) I had a smile on many people had a smile on their face for many days after that. And, and, you know, when the Lions blew their 17 point lead and lost to the 49ers just a couple weeks ago, it provided some hurt. There's a saying that goes like this. And this is funny. You know, I want the Lions to be my pallbearers so they can let me down one last time. Goodness. 
That's sad. That's really sad. I noticed I noticed you're donning your uh, Rose Bowl game champions shirt yes. today. Hail to the victors. Yes, it's yeah. a really nice shirt. So um, you're living you're you're there's some residual joy there. Oh, absolutely. And there yeah. will be for a long time because it's Hopefully it's not a once in a lifetime right. thing, but but for my for me it really is you know once in a lifetime opportunity that we had to uh, celebrate the win and you know I had to ask myself though a couple of days ago am I allowing my love for sports to dominate my life? Mm. Hmm. Is it an idol? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's a scary <laughs> word, isn't it? Good An for idol. you. I'm so proud of you, though, for letting the question surface in your heart and in your mind and even just considering it. You know, uh, I'm honestly not sure if it is or not. My mood, not, not that I'm an emotional person by any means, but it can swing a little bit uh, during mm-hmm. the weekend. You know, if we have a, a, a win, we're happy. If we lose, well... We're not, we're not too happy. You know, maybe there's some sadness there and, you know, I can miss a game here and there and not be totally upset about it. I don't have to sit down and watch every single game throughout the season. In fact, I didn't, uh, you know, at the same time I've, I've skipped some events, stay home and watch Mm -hmm. a a big game and that has happened this year and it's happened in the past as well. So the, the question can be asked, you know, what is an idol? This is an interesting this is an interesting subject because my husband's a huge football fan. Oh yeah. And I'm not throwing him under the bus in any way, shape, or form. In fact, you'll see that eventually this is gonna turn to a really good thing for him. But when we were in Australia, he uh it was the Rose Bowl game. Oh yeah. Right? Was when we were in Australia? Or a big no, the championship the game after the Rose Bowl the, game. The you see how I'm not yeah, okay, the national championship. Clearly, I'm not passionate about against, sports like against Ben Washington. is, or even yes. knowledgeable. But yeah, okay, so the Washington game, we're in Australia, and he's trying to figure out, nobody really cares about the game in Australia, he's trying to figure out how to watch the game. Oh, sure. And we're out to lunch together, and he was there physically, but he wasn't present with us because he was so invested in watching his phone <laughs> and watching the game happen. But okay, so so that's the part that's, that's not good. But um, we've been talking recently, and he's... For the month of March, he's giving up watching sports. Really? In the month of March? Of I know. All I know. March Madness. Oh, But wow. it's because the same subject has kind of surfaced for him. Like, okay. where are my affections and what's really, you know, pulling my emotions? Sure. Is it the win, the loss, the game? Yeah, that's not the month I would pick to stop watching sports. <laughs> Man, that's a tough one there. Uh, but, you know, what is an idol? You know. We know the biblical example. It's uh, you know statues. It's mm-hmm. golden calves, right. and uh, but idols can be many things. And our good friend Perry, who's in Nashville right now, recording some music, uh, has been reading a book from Tim Keller called Counterfeit Gods. He talked about it many times here on the program, and and in the book, uh, Tim Keller, you know, has a definition for an idol, and he says this: an idol is anything more important to you than God. Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God and anything that you seek to give you what only God can give. Now, I'm being very honest here. Are sports more important than God? Absolutely not. Right. I can. I, that is without a doubt. That's the easiest answer I'll have all week. Without a doubt. Absolutely not. But I do get joy from sports mm-hmm. and it sometimes controls my Sunday afternoon or my Saturday afternoon with college football. So I guess it is, and at the same time, 
it isn't. Right. I mean, you know what the right answer is. It's like we talked about this yesterday with Jeremy Grinnell. He was talking about a in a children's message. The the teacher was trying to get the kids to say squirrel. And she's like, it has a big fluffy tail. It's brown. It's small. It eats nuts. And they're like, that sounds like a squirrel, but I know the answer is Jesus. <laughs> you know? We know we're supposed to say Jesus. Like it's, 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 we know the right answer is of course sports is not more important mm-hmm. than God. But I think the part of the Timothy Keller definition that kind of seemed relevant to me was the part where you talked about, um, Anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. Mm. I mean, that that's telling, right? Because I've got things in my own life. It's not sports, clearly. <laughs> it's not sports in my life. <laughs> but there's definitely areas in my life that take my time and they take my attention. Mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in a, an unweighty or uh, un- imbalanced way. And I think those are the things that we've got to we got to be willing to ask ourselves the questions like you're asking, Ben. I feel like these are, I feel like this is just a really great question to wrestle with. Yeah. I don't really know what to think. And, you know, I guess I would ask, you know, would you be willing to, to pray for me over this here? The listener at home, would you be willing to, you know, maybe sit down and ask the Lord, you know, to make it obvious to me, is mm-hmm. this something that, that maybe I need to uh, take a break from? I'm certainly not going to be able to lay it down forever. Right. And, and that's not the point of this conversation, but uh, maybe I need to, you know, pump the brakes a little bit mm-hmm. on my involvedness in it. You know, mm-hmm. we're we're partial season ticket members with the Griffins. We're not just going to disappear. We already paid right. the money for those. <laughs> right. You're a Dutch boy. You're going to get your money. <laughs> that's worth. exactly right. Yeah. But yeah. but at the same time, I can I can take a step back a little bit. I think you know, help yeah. me out on that. Would you Would you pray for me on that? Yeah, actually, I'd love to pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit's work in us, that you you deposit your Holy Spirit in us and you let your thoughts be known to us inside our spirit. And I just sense that you're doing that for Ben right now. And I pray that you would make it clear, Father, what what it looks like to not only consider whether this is an idol or not, but I don't know, I'm just reminded of in scripture when you had said, if something is causing you to sin, cut it off. Cut it off. And whatever that looks like, I pray that you would lead Holy Spirit and make it really clear for Ben. Make it clear for me. Make it clear for all of us that you would be so honored and so glorified in our lives that we wouldn't allow anything to sneak in to a place that rightfully belongs to you. May we worship you and adore you for who you are. that you know somebody who's going through something right now. I do too. I've got a friend who really for no reason in particular, she can't put a finger on it. She's just feeling so sad. She's just feeling so sad. I've got another who's wrestling with broken relationships, deep regret, fear about the future and what's going to happen. Just feeling overwhelmed with all that they're responsible for. I've got a friend who's in so much physical pain right now. They just need relief and are at the point that they're not even super picky about how that relief comes. Just need a moment of respite. And I know, I know, you know, somebody who's going through something too. You're just carrying the weight in your heart of what they're walking through. And maybe it's you, maybe you're going through something so hard right now. And you just need to know that somebody who loves and knows Jesus is praying for you. 
for the next three minutes, I would love to commit to praying for you. We're going to play a song that reminds us of the power that we have when we pray, when we come to the throne room, when we, when we come face to face with the King of Kings and we bring him our concerns from our own heart and for one another, he listens and he cares and he moves on our behalf. So text me the name of the person that you want me to be praying for, whether it's you or somebody in your life who's just going through it and just desperately needs prayer. And we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying. We're going to be contending for the kingdom of God to come in their life in a powerful way for the next three minutes. Just text their name to 800-968-8930 and pray with me and believe with me that the God who sees us, the God who knows us, the God who loves us, the God who is sovereign, who has all power and all authority, will move on our behalf today. I am so incredibly grateful that Jesus saved me. And yeah, I am talking about the fact that he died on a cross and that he rose again and that my sins are covered, that he made a way for me to have this love relationship with God the Father and to be led by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit every day of my life. I'm so grateful for that. I I don't remember a time that I didn't know that God loved me, but it's been 40 years now that I've intentionally been living out love relationship with the Lord. And I tell you what, he didn't just save me that once. (laughs) He keeps on saving me. He keeps saving me from the lies that I believe and bringing truth into my heart and bringing truth into my life that sets me free again and again and again. And if you're in, in a moment right now, if you're sitting in a moment where you need saving, you need the God of the universe to enter into your circumstances and to radically change what you're living in and what you're walking in, or maybe what you're believing today, God is the God who enters in. He did so in Jesus. God came as a man and entered into our circumstances, changing our lives forever. And who he is, who he was, he continues to be, and he will continue to be. Let God enter into your circumstances today. I know the pang of regret in my life. I know what it's like to try to run away from the memories that I wish weren't a part of my story and to leave them in the past, to be running fast and running hard from people and from circumstances. When we meet Jesus, man, you know the story of the prodigal son where he's just squandered the wealth. He's done all kinds of things that are just completely repulsive to the father and disrespectful of the father. But the minute that he starts coming home, the father runs out to meet him. If you're tired of running, I just invite you today to change your direction. Change your direction and run to the one who loves you, who embraces you, who reclothes you and celebrates you.
I don't know what you're facing today. I don't know what causes you to feel anxious or what what worry settles in in the quiet when you're alone. But I do know that the God who loves you, he sees you and he is working on your behalf. And there's something that shifts and changes in us when we take our eyes off of the circumstances and we focus them on who he is. Psalm 63, one through four says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I've looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. The God who created you, he's so aware of what is going on in your world today. And he is so worthy of your praise in the midst of what you're going through. Worship him. Thanks for letting Barry and Shauna walk the real life journey with you. The content from the Barry and Shauna podcast comes from their live show, Barry and Shauna Mornings on 89.3 Moody Radio, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Reach out to us by texting 800-968-8930 and please subscribe. 